0: Good evening and welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. With me as always is my good friend, co-host, proud father as we head into Father's Day weekend. He is Jim Stam, a.k.a. Ben's Dad.
1: What's up, man? Uh, I'm looking forward to today's show. I think we got some really good topics.
0: Oh, me too, man. It's going to be pretty self-explanatory once we get started here. Yeah. Because there's an elephant in the room that we just can't really ignore. And uh, I think today we need to cover him top, bottom, sideways, left and right, up and down. And that's, that's O'Neal Cruz, brother. Gotta
1: do oh, it. oh, oh, dude! This is bad. I when you said cruise, I've got a whole list here for Tom. Is that bad? Uh, <laughs> so uh, different spelling,
0: different spelling.
1: I'm gonna have to wing it. Get it? Mm-hmm. I'll see myself out. I'll see myself out.
0: I definitely get it. <laughs> um, I mean, so listen, as as we sit here today, recording on Thursday, you know. We don't have an official announcement that Onyo Cruz is coming up. But man, there's a ton of smoke. I mean, my sources have confirmed it to me like as early as last week. I've seen others. Cody Duncan came out with it if you're that kind of persuasion. it It's all over the place. I just haven't seen it from anybody credentialed, but we're going to record this kind of as though uh, it's happened. You know? <laughs> Until somebody with credentials comes out with a puff chest saying it, it's hard for me to go ahead and lock on, but that's what we're going to go with the assumption that it's happening.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, look at this point; it's not a matter of if, it's just when. And um, I think we, I think we've both been on the right track with this for a while now. So um, yeah, we're going to roll with it. Yeah, I mean,
0: but let's just pretend it's indeed happening, as we said. Right. Let me ask you: mm-hmm. Are you like me? Kind of cringy with some of the pie-in-the-sky proclamations that he's Rookie of the Year or or generational, lock it in. I mean, maybe, but not likely from the jump, right? I mean, what say you, brother?
1: Yeah, I, you know, um, I think I've said all along that the ceiling with him is super high. I mean, we, we, we do know that. Um, But there's a lot of risk in there with a guy like this. So um, I I would just caution fans that he's super talented, but I do think you're going to see some of the same growing pains with him. Maybe they're, maybe they're just a little different or a little less, but, There's probably going to be some stretches for even O'Neill Cruz where, you know, he he doesn't look all that good. I mean, Brian Reynolds just took two months to get going. So, you know, what's that tell you?
0: And Brian Reynolds was a proven commodity. But, you know, a lot of the reason why Brian Reynolds right now is a proven commodity is because he came up like a ball of fire and locked on and made his case and, and took his place in the major leagues. So he's had years to... To earn that that little bit of a slow start there. Sure. Rookies don't get that usually. And, and I think what a lot of people don't necessarily understand or think about is there's, there's a lot of things that can be true at the same time, right? Like, it can be true that the Pirates manipulated his time. It certainly is. They absolutely did. Yep. They, I mean, I think most teams do. But O'Neill Cruz in particular, he didn't do any favors for himself, did he? I mean, like, he didn't really have a good start. And he didn't push the issue, did he?
1: Until, like, late May. He essentially gave them a huge out. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, What would have been great to see... Uh, both for him and uh, for the fan base is had he just been absolutely raking to the extent where it's it's almost embarrassing the organization um, because people think they should be embarrassed about what they're doing now with holding them back. I, I, I will tell you, it takes a lot more than that to embarrass the Pirates and teams in general in baseball. Yes, there's been a few yeah. outliers. There's been outliers this year with teams moving guys up quicker. But I think overall, on the whole, this is exactly what teams do.
0: It is. And I think, you know, to a degree, I understand it, especially when, you know, you have a low number of AAA games going in. You know, if he had uh, 60 AAA games under his belt, I guess you could go, hmm, yeah, that's enough. He probably should have just come up here, right? Now, I'm thinking like like a, like an old fan because the Pirates themselves contradict that by calling guys directly up from Double-A, and it doesn't sure. seem to matter, right? Sure. So, you know, you have to think it's either they're playing games, which, of course, mm-hmm. right? Or they really think he needs to develop. Isn't it possible that both are true? Because, like, up here, down there, I think he is still a prospect in need of development.
1: Yeah. uh, uh, You know, then the argument will be, well, can he do that at the major league level? Sure. And at this point, probably so. Sure, he should Um, be able to. Lord hopes he can. Yeah. So... And, and here's the other thing I want to caution people against. I, 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 I mentioned this the other day, which is, is uh, so many times, I mean, people want to go to, well, they did this with so-and-so. They did this, and, and that's either in, in the organization or out of it. Right. And I, and I got to tell you, that really doesn't have a lot of bearing on whether a guy is developed enough, you know, like that's not how they're sitting back and making a lot of these decisions. It's, it's about the actual player. Yes, they've manipulated them, but they're not going to sit there and go, Hmm, what did the Mariners do with their AAA pro? I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it, doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You know, no, Like you're right. <laughs> so,
0: I, think, I mean, I think Jim, at the end of the day, Somehow along the line, this kid went from being a really exciting prospect to a cause. And, and people stopped paying attention to, you know, the actual ups and downs of watching what he was really doing. And really thinking about what he could realistically do here. We're, we're taking Vegas odds more seriously than, you know, what we know to be happening. You know, we know he'll come up here and probably struggle a little bit against certain kinds of pitches for a minute. It's going to happen. He's been dealt a pretty heavy blow by not starting up here until now. It's going to take him a long time to catch up. I just think people maybe need to just pump the brakes and just get back to looking at this as a young player. He's going to come up here. Yes, he's got a, a ceiling that you can't see yet. And that's exciting as hell. But let him come up here and show you what he is. Let's just wipe the slate clean once he comes up here. Stop making this kid a cause and just watch him play baseball. Decide from his call-up.
1: Well, do you, do you, do you want to talk about that a little bit more after the break? With uh... I think
0: that's probably a good <laughs> idea, man. Let's let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Let's pick right back
1: up on that. Yeah.
0: Back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. So uh I figured I'd try something. So, Jim. I mean, O'Neill Cruz coming up is obviously gonna be a momentous occasion on Twitter. Yeah. People are gonna be super excited about it. And and I, I've already asked like that the, the slate be wiped clean because I we can predict out three months what the tweets are gonna be, right? A home, oh. run, home run is immediately going to be met with probably could have been his 10th if they wouldn't have messed <laughs> around, you know, or he might have 28 already. If they hadn't messed around, he's on pace for 45 and they just called him up.
1: Gary, yeah. I think you, I, I think you can real quick. I think you can forecast that out three years from now, but go ahead. <laughs> You're
0: totally right, yeah. man. But like, <laughs> I mean, it just gets frustrating because the opposite is true as well. He's going to you know, commit an error. And you'll hear it right away. See, told you, never should have been up here. See, he ain't no shortstop. I know a shortstop. I played, I played shortstop in college. That ain't no shortstop. The real shortstop's Baguero. I mean, come on. You know what's going to happen just as well as uh, I do. Uh, right? And my, can, can my, we just not, like, that's what I'm asking. Can we just wipe the slate clean and start over when he gets here? Like, let's just preconceived notions out the door take your cape off he doesn't need you
1: yeah i don't know that um we have to go into the whole right or wrong thing but but that's gonna happen and you know right before we jumped on you had just mentioned and it's true is like what we've kind of done here is just um we've sucked the life and the enjoyment out of out of the o'neill cruise process and um, the development that uh, has taken place and, and will continue with him, and and um, that's a shame because we're we're all sitting down and watching baseball um, for the enjoyment of it. And trust me, if you're a pirate yeah. fan, if you're a pirate fan, you, you, you know um, you're trying to enjoy something, and we can't even enjoy that, you know. So no, it's a
0: it's a wonderful point, Jim, because I mean I think. Maybe I'm not saying it right when I keep saying wipe the slate clean because people don't like when you tell them to forget their convictions. I'm not telling yeah. you to I'm not telling you to forget your convictions. If it really means a lot to you that that you know that they manipulated his uh, his service time, I can get on board <laughs> with that. I wish that I wish that super two was not a thing. I wish that they had changed the way that you know, rookie call ups are handled. I wish they had done something real. They didn't incentivize it enough to really prevent teams from going after it.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
0: both the players and the owners. I dislike both sides equally when it comes to the way <laughs> they negotiate their contracts. I really do. Yeah. They left it in the game. So all that says to me, Jim, is that major league baseball does not care as much about this issue as you.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, look, I mean, I think that's kind of the ironic part about some of this is um, we've got the same people that seem to be very upset about the service time manipulation aspect of things and and other aspects of players being taken advantage of. They also didn't want things put in that would have – probably addressed that and taking care of it and some of the competitive balance issues that needed to be um, you know sorted out and so I just don't know why you're still beating that drum when you kind of pushed for this kind of outcome whether you knew it or not
0: I mean, I think whenever, and I don't want to rehash the CBA because, no. Lord knows that sucks. But I think it, it goes back to something that we kept saying back then, which was, okay, I mean, you can, <laughs> you cannot have that, and you cannot fix this. But just don't complain about it later. You're you're creating what you are going to live with moving forward, and I, I just don't find it. Interesting to continue to argue over something that we really relied on owners, people we didn't trust, to Mm -hmm. be altruistic suddenly with players. Why? Yeah. Why would they suddenly do that?
1: That. I mean, especially the one here <laughs> you know, right. like, of, of all right. places where you should be like, nope, you've got to put stuff in. You've got to put, you've got to put parameters in place. And yes, we are starting to get, go down that road. So let's, let's pull it, right. let's pull it back onto just the current state of now. And what I will say is like, I just think that people need to, um, it, it, if that's a big deal to you, um, let it go with O'Neal Cruz at this point. It's happened. I, I mean, it, yeah. it, it is what it is. It's not even going to get addressed. And you know what? It's going to keep happening for another four or five years now until maybe they address unless, something.
0: In- unless, like, it actually burns somebody. Like, unless somebody oh, yeah. actually does play the game and then loses the rookie of the year thing. Mm-hmm. Or um,
1: yeah, because otherwise,
0: yeah, or or you know, just in another way, if it ends up hurting a team, or these incentives or these draft
1: picks tend to help more over time, and they see that analytically, and yeah, and so if that's if that's not the case, I mean, let it go, go go crusade somewhere else. I would just say, don't rob
0: your. I say this for you, not me basically and I don't mean you Jim. I, I mean like, I say this for you, the audience. I implore you to let it go if only so you don't miss what a special talent this kid could really be. Watch it. I mean, and he may not make it. But seriously, watch him with your own eyes. Don't mm-hmm. don't believe what someone told you he's gonna be or should be. You know, just be if you believe that I've been blowing smoke up your ass, telling you about his errors, and and I'm full of shit, and just want to keep him in AAA. Well, watch for yourself. You know, he kicks three or four balls. Come see me. Right, you'll you'll be all over him if you come into it with an open mind. Now, if you're wearing a Superman cape for him you're going to ignore them and you're going to make excuses and you're going to say Chavis was too short and you're going to say, you know, uh, that ball had some kind of backspin on it and kicked up on him off the lip of the infield or you're going to give him excuses. You wouldn't give other people and it prevents you from being fair.
1: Definitely. And it's funny you mentioned that because what I was thinking about before, before, uh, we did this today was this is the question I was going to pose to you, to everybody is, is there really a scenario where now O'Neill Cruz will fail and it won't be the fault of the pirates?
0: No, not at all. <laughs> no,
1: it's a, it, yeah. I mean, no, and, and and to, be blunt,
0: where... to be blunt, I, I wouldn't cut them any slack on that. Now, the other side of this story we haven't touched on yet is this supposed attitude problem thing going on. Mm-hmm. You know, we've heard rumblings of that before. A lot of it I always felt was like almost more disagreements, you know, as opposed to they, the team says they want player centric to be part of their training doctrine. So when a player tells you specifically, I want to do this, I guess this philosophy is basically let them do this, right? Well, yeah. well, that's what they're trying to do. Like if a player thinks like this pitch is going to help me, well, let them learn it, you know. Okay. It, it whereas they used to pump the brakes on things like that. So, and we've seen it help Keller. So, hey, not not that bad of a thing there to to have instituted, but. I mean, I guess you have to be prepared to say okay when a player says, I want to play shortstop, and you don't think they should, right? Well, that's coming through as basically the team is weak-willed and this kid's got an attitude problem. That's what we're hearing. And I, I get the impression that he probably isn't the easiest guy to handle. There are a lot of uh, very, very special talents that have not been easy to handle, and you got to get the most out of them. Antonio Brown comes to mind, right?
1: Uh
0: Sure. And Mike Tomlin had to coach him expertly to get something out of him.
1: Right? Yeah, I mean, and if you wanted to throw it into the baseball circles, I mean, look at uh, Manny Machado or something to that extent. Manny Machado is a great one, yeah. Uh
0: Um, I mean, you have guys like that sometimes. Barry Bonds. I mean, look look at what Leland had to do with Barry Barnes,
1: right? Mercurial talents.
0: Yeah, and you get that every once in a while. If that's what he is, so be it. Sure. I mean, it is what it is. I want him to hit baseballs, okay? And this team is filled with nice guys. They can have one snarly mofo if they want. I don't care. (laughs) As long as he hits baseballs and does well. Because eventually, eventually, regardless of anything the pirates may want to say or not say what he puts on tape is going to decide whether he can play shortstop or not, because let's just say the film lasts a little longer and shines a little brighter up here.
1: Well, there, there will be nowhere to hide now. I mean, yeah. once you're on the major league stage, you either can do it or you, or you cannot um, look, he's going to get the opportunity um, it, here, here's what bothers me a little bit, um, and again, these are young guys um, and so he's probably not the first one that, that maybe has adopted this attitude, which is if he's a little disgruntled, if you will, about how things have been handled, be it with his call up, be it with his position, Um, okay. I I don't know that, uh, you want to show too much of that until you can actually go and prove whether you can do it on, in the majors and then, then maybe you can throw it in people's faces a little bit more, but I mean, what, what, what is he even basing it on at this point? So that bothers me a little bit that, that, that for someone that hasn't even arrived, no matter what kind of talent you are, that um, that 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 there's some of that present. That's all I mean, I'll what's say. The, what's he
0: basing it on? I mean, I think he got the call up last year. I think he thought there was no reason for that call up because it was wildly successful to have ended with a demotion, and he had a great spring and probably felt he earned it and was told he didn't, you know? So,
1: I mean, like, that's not it, an easy thing to hear. It's not. It's not. But I think that's where some maturity definitely should come in. Um, that That's the only thing is um, I, I worry about that aspect a little and how he's going to handle some of the adversity that's going going to come. Uh, you know, whether he's good or not at, at the major league level, he, he's going to go through some ups and downs and how he handles that is really going to be important.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to tell. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not around the kid every day. I'm just reading reports. And the reports sure. I've read uh, up until recently have been pretty squeaky clean. So either the pirates decided that they are having issues with him and decided to go ahead and leak a little bit of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's not a big, it's not a big, it's a big world, but it's a small world in some of these circles, you right. know? So who knows really?
0: The point is if he comes up here and plays, we won't care. You know, it, it, so, you, just, you don't remember that Tom Barasso was mean to the reporters. You know what I mean? Like just saying,
1: yeah, I, I, I mean, like you said before, you know, as long as he hits, uh, you know, um, really, th- that's really all we'll need to care about, unless it's just a complete, a completely destructive thing, and and that's so far down the road and maybe never even going to happen. So
0: I got to be blunt too. A lot of kids, man, a lot of kids do not enjoy their journey.
1: Okay. Yeah, so, baseball especially. Yeah,
0: yeah. So once once you get here, you tend to kind of just let a lot of that stuff wash away, you know, all of a sudden the luxury plane trips back and forth to different places for your games. Well, that stuff kind of takes over a little bit, you know, now you, you're not really worrying about where your meals are coming from. You're, you know, you, Uh you got a place to stay. that's that's much nicer. You know, things are getting better in your life. And as your life starts to get better, you start to let that stuff go away. And the pirates have cheated and stole and delayed their way into having him experience that for six or seven years
1: here. Yeah. And, and, and here's the other aspect of this too, um, that really wasn't part of it before is now, uh, and we see it in, you know, whether it's college football, college basketball, whatever, because a lot of these guys, the same kind of age is, I mean, you open up your phone and you get people telling you every day that you're great and you're getting screwed over. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a lot to, to read into. So, you know, I, I, I get it. Um, the good thing is is we're going to get up now to the point where all of that shouldn't matter, but will it to people? That's 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 the big issue, right? The big question.
0: It is. It certainly is. And, and man, I'll tell you what, that probably wraps up Ono oh Cruz for, for tonight. I'm happy with the fact that he's getting called up. But I'm just ready to watch a baseball player at this point.
1: Yeah, I, hope, I mean, that, I hope people
0: will just let me do it.
1: Well, and 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 that's exactly, uh, ironically, what we got to do in person last year when we got to see him. You know, for his first yeah. game, we were there, and we were just like two kids in a candy store. Yeah, our buddy Scott
0: was there. We we ran into that's so, right.
1: Yeah, Scott Nelson was there, and um, you know, it was just fun to sit down and see him. And uh, we didn't let any of that stuff get in the way, and uh, I hope we can do that again.
0: Yeah, I think I think eventually we will, but uh, it's going to probably be a pretty crazy week. So let's go ahead and take a quick pause—not a break, but a pause—so that we can go ahead and have our uh, call your shot, huh?
1: Rich Thompson over here in beautiful Southern California, still basking in the glow of the Pirates sweep of the Dodgers last week. Uh, I just want to send in a call your shot. Basically revolving around the trading deadline. As we approach a trading deadline, obviously I think the Pirates are going to be looking forward to moving both Quintana and possibly Stratton if he keeps pitching well. My question is for you guys, do you think the Pirates will actually be buyers At the trading deadline, they have obviously a lot of prospect capital they can work with and a lot of financial flexibility with payroll that you think they'd be able to acquire at least one or two pieces that could be around for the next three to four seasons that could really help this team as it continues to develop and makes an eventual push to become a playoff caliber team. So I just want to hear your thoughts about that. Thanks.
0: Okay, so that's Call Your Shot and our buddy Rich Thompson out in sunny SoCal. and. Man, was he giddy after that L.A. series. I mean, sorry, <laughs> sorry brother, we, we had that uh, that we segment with Eddie last week. And uh, it still plays, though, uh, because, Jim, what do you think about this? The Pirates probably won't do this. But this, this show can be about what they should do instead of will, right? I mean, I
1: think for once, I you think, should just tell them what a- they should do. I think it's exactly where this needs to go.
0: All right, good, because that that's the whole third segment is telling them what they should have done. So let's go ahead and start it right now with Call Your yeah. Shot. Um, they should, but these kind of deals aren't super easy to find. For instance, here's one you might be able to swing. Like Kyle Hendricks. Cubs would probably love to not be paying him $30 million over the next couple of years. And... If you give them a lottery ticket type and a, and a decent prospect for him, maybe even someone close, maybe one of the outfielders, I mean, you probably can even get them to eat some salary. Now, he's not great anymore, but he's probably good enough to give you something for a couple years as your fourth or fifth starter, right? I mean, does that appeal? Because that's the kind of deal that I think Rich is talking about here.
1: I think, I think, um, I think there's something. I think they should really, really be looking for that kind of situation at this deadline. They're hard to come by. It takes they a are. special team. Yeah, right? yeah, you have to. You, you, you have to be really, really um, fortunate to find something like that. But I think it's something that uh, you could potentially look for. And you know, I call these guys these uh, these extra guys in our organization sweeteners because I do feel that that's what they are. Is yeah, that yeah, you've yeah. got enough guys prospect wise to maybe influence a team to do it. Um, yeah, I'll have to look because Hendricks Hendricks is uh, a good example, but he's also in the division and um, yeah, I'm just maybe, making up a guy. Yeah, but, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe there's somebody out in the in the AL that that. that that fits that where it yeah, seems this is just it
0: would... a guy in the right price range. You I know. think that has maybe a little gas left in the tank could probably provide a little bit of leadership. You know, they're going to go out and sign a free agent pitcher like this anyway. Right. Not, I mean, and if it was to that it's, level, it's... you're like, Oh man, that's great. Yeah. But you know, you well, can use a guy like that. I think it's change like a change of pace guy in this line in this group too. Everybody
1: else sure. has velocity. Sure, um, and yeah, I mean, velocity is not the issue with the Pirates. That's that's for damn sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's something you can do. Now, when we get back to the Quintanas of the world and Strattons, I'll be honest. I don't know if it does any good to move them. Um, I don't know what it's going to get you. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe I would be buyers in the sense of looking to add something that could help you for the next three to four years. And maybe it would be time to be an ag- aggressive doing that. Um, there's Especially probably- if you're trying to
0: clear space. Like if you've learned about somebody
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you don't think there's anything else to learn and didn't necessarily like what you saw, well, hey, why not? Right. Yeah. And if it's somebody that you feel is like considerably close, um. You know, like, I'm not pitching for it, so don't get all ticked off already. But like, And I don't mean you, Jim. You know, just people in general. Like, if I say Kane and Smith and Jigba, who just got up here, looks decent. haven't really seen enough of him to worry about. He's what you'd consider a close-to-the-majors prospect, right? Mm-hmm. Looks like maybe he could play, but we don't really know what he is yet. He's still got some developing to do. His numbers and peripherals kind of underwhelm. You know things like that, right? Maybe that's a guy you could move for a real, honest-to-God backup catcher. You know, somebody yeah, that there's a you'll have the, for next year that you need.
1: We're getting very uh, pitching focus centric here, but it doesn't have to be just pitching. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, I think uh, I think they may be very quiet this year. Quite, quite honestly, I do think that we might they might be quiet. I would like to see them make some noise very much in the vein that we're talking about.
0: I think they'll try to shed anybody with a one-year contract, to be honest with you. But again, I think Quintana probably gives you more here. Um, yeah. Than you'd get for him. And uh, boy, I don't know that you'd get anything for Vogelbach.
1: No, that's, a, that's what I'm saying. Like Quintana to me at this point, especially with the pitching, not being where you want it to be. I, I mean, let's just hope he's, let's just hope, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's come back down to earth a little bit.
0: Yeah, but but I would say as long as he's healthy. For, if you're trying to add for a couple years, you're talking trading prospect depth. You're not talking about trading yeah. any of this stuff. uh No, no not now. So, I mean, you're talking about finding next year's Quintana or next year's starting first baseman. Mm-hmm. From somebody else who's looking to sell off. That's what you're sure. looking to do, and that's sometimes not going to be an appealing contract. You know, do you want Jason Hayward? I don't. <laughs> you know,
1: I didn't want him four years ago. let alone now. Exactly. So.
0: so I mean, like I guess my answer to Rich overall would be, boy, it's not as easily swung as you might think,
1: mm-hmm. and I think it's maybe a year early. I'd love to see it. Uh, Me too. D- depending on what it is. Because it would be but aggressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, that's what you want to start to now yeah. see.
0: And, and since I- we're going to be going right into basically a segment of telling the pirates things they did wrong this year, right. I think uh, <laughs> why not let that be the first one, Rich? And thanks for the question. It was really, really good, man. Good call shot. All right, let's take another quick break. Come back, finish up with uh, – Jim and I coming up with our top three each list of things the Pirates screwed the pooch on this year. (laughs) We'll keep it to three. the Pirates fan forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network and Jim I think the Pirates have treated us to absolute trash baseball for for about 10 days now um, despite pulling out a victory on, on Wednesday the least we can do is spend a segment of this show just absolutely telling them how horrible they made some decisions this year man I mean, because they they, they made some real bonehead decisions. And, and, you know, looking back on it, uh, I'll let you start, man. (laughs) Why don't you throw out your first one? And if we overlap. Okay, we won't have six. Yeah, because we, we don't.
1: I don't know what you're going to say here, and, and and I didn't share them with you either. But uh, yeah, so um, attention, uh, all social media folks. If you like to bash the pirates, this is your segment. So come, come <laughs> one, come one, come all, because this is probably your your uh, buffet for you. So this is the um, snippet. Yep. Yep. So I'll 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 start off with. Slightly obvious, but now in hindsight, looking back on it and um, it was really it was really a, a, a kind of a shot in the dark is uh, the Yoshi signing. Uh, let's <laughs> let's you know, there really wasn't a lot to suggest that he was going was it, was going to be anything different than what he's always kind of been. And so it's just kind of fun. I mean, it was one year, I think, four million. Was that what it was? Or one year, five or something? Five. So can they
0: fix this mistake then? Because they already made it.
1: So can they fix it? (laughs) I mean, you can just DFA them. Uh, You know, it's not really fixing it. It's just funny to me that, like, for a team that doesn't spend any money, that that's where you would choose to spend five million dollars. Yeah, like, I, I know, think it was
0: four. I think it's
1: four million. Actually, okay, no, four or five. But whatever, but, same difference. Yeah, uh, but but for the pirates, sad to say, <laughs> that was that was a lot of money to spend. And, well, you and, won't
0: believe this, but point number one for me is believing Yoshi was real. Was it really? Yes.
1: Okay, go ahead then. you you, so, you finished that that part of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, believing Yoshi was real, man. And, and I do think they can make this one better if they just pull the ripcord. Um, you messed up, let it go, and move on. Um, I don't think, though, that this added up to should have kept Moran. I don't think he's any better.
1: Oh, that never entered my mind when I sat here making a list. I, you know,
0: Yeah, but if they didn't get Yoshi they needed to do a better job of identifying a first baseman, a real one, you know, that they wanted. And just looking at the makeup of the team and even the intended makeup of the opening day team, they never, ever had enough right-handed bats. No. Why would they have brought in a free agent (laughs) left-hander? Like, with, with the trouble that they have in that regard, You know, so I mean, just poor management to begin with, everything about that first base position, I think they butchered this year.
1: They did. And like you said, with the whole aspect of how comically left handed the lineup is from an offensive perspective. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you would think you would have been hunting for something. And, you know, uh, just just the Pirates' luck or just uh, our luck in general, he hit just enough last year yep. to, to, like, tease you. And, like, you know, so that if he'd have come here and pulled the Yu Chang, then we're probably not having this conversation. But he didn't. And then, so absolutely they were so, desperate. I mean, so first
0: base position there, that's that one. All right, my second one is not providing a qualified backup catcher. I was okay with Roberto Perez. I found a way to be okay with the Stallings trade as long as you provided a reliable battery for me. And all they brought in was Roberto Perez and another guy named Richie who got hurt that I don't think would have been much better anyway. You know, um, I think it's been a real problem and it was really eye opening for me because the team made such a huge deal out of how integral <laughs> integral Yeah Roberto Perez in the catching position were to the coaching of the pitching staff.
1: Well, and they and they did it with stallings as well. I mean it was the same
0: and, and twice in a row, they turned around out of the other side of their mouth and told us it didn't matter.
1: V- very, very curious when you think about it organizationally, what they were trying to what – they, what they said and then what they did. Yeah. So that's my number two. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with my number two is I don't – I don't really care for how they handled Travis Swaggerty at okay. all at all. And the more I think about it, the more, the more cranky I get about it. Um, This is your first round pick. And,
0: and now right away, somebody's out there filling in the blanks. You mean the last regimes
1: last first round pick, right? Or you know what he's still a first rounder that you have some hopes for and that was in that was doing really well and they kind of took a dump all over his his debut i thought you know um, how they did it how they brought him up barely played him barely got any any uh, time they sent him back down with very little fanfare. for I, I i just don't understand i don't i don't like that that's the, the taste in my mouth whenever you're talking about somebody who's supposed to be one of your better draft picks that had really come on late. And I think they let him come up and get nine at bats and send him back down. But then they let a guy like Swinski stay and go through all the ups and downs and to the point where he's actually playing pretty well. Uh, I just, I, I'd rather them not done it and waited. And I don't like I don't like the precedent that it kinda set.
0: It's a weird precedent because they haven't done it really with anyone else. Rodolfo Castro, a much lesser prospect got a hell of a stretch at shortstop there. I think he started ten or eleven consecutive games, right? And he didn't do diddly with it. So you know, it's not as though um, he came up here and showed something right off the bat and they, and they kept him. Um, to call Swaggerty up and then almost immediately call up Canon Smith and Jigba. I was like, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand that. It, it's not as though it's not as though Canon didn't deserve it. You know, he's certainly done well too. So I could see it, I can see the numbers saying promote Swaggerty because he was on a tear. But then you don't play
1: him? But, but, yeah, so you've got this guy. He's done everything you've asked him to do. He's battled through this. He's, he's you know, um, he's, he's a former first-rounder. You get him up here, and then you kind of just, you know, um, dangle him along on a string and then send him back down. I... I just think you you could treat a guy like that a little better and not have it be so uh, what looks to be, to me, haphazard.
0: It was weird, at least. And I don't think that you want people to associate weird with call-ups of number one picks, even if they were the previous regime. You know, you you want a little bit of something with that, right? A little bit of... um, we should feel good about this. There should be a little. I even wrote on Twitter. I think, shouldn't there be like a little bit of anticipation about, you know, a number one pick coming yeah. up? You didn't see anything. You didn't Nothing. really see the team pushing it. You didn't really see fans all that excited. And
1: no, it it it, it felt I'm, a little it felt a little dumpy. And what I will say is, I'm
0: not a believer in the kid
1: either so like no no that's yeah that's not it that's not me sitting here pumping the kid and thinking he's he's gonna make it I'm just saying like it felt dumpy to me and it felt like they treated him like he was a call-up for a spot start of a doubleheader of a guy you don't give two craps about uh, organizationally and um, I just don't I just don't like that
0: I didn't like it either it was weird to me uh, I don't for all I know, there's some, like, hidden thing in the new Maybe. CBA that if you bring a guy up for, like, three days and send him back down, that that he, <laughs> or, uh, you know, grows an extra bat on his arm and saves $12 <laughs> or something. Like, I don't know.
1: And and, and listen, we're, we, we're not, obviously, we're not privy to everything. Maybe they sat him down, told him exactly what they were going to do, and that he will get an extended look at some point but this is what they have to do right now. And if that's the case, okay. But just, you know, optics wise, I didn't really like it. Okay. And I have,
0: uh, my last one is a little bit of uh, prospect stuff too, believe it or not. And it's odd timed ill fitting call up schedules. And it lessened the impact of each and every one of them. You know, I feel like, uh, guys guys, get- guys were getting caught up. Um, maybe when they weren't necessarily needed as much. You know, like Cal Mitchell comes up here when Tucapita Marcano had proven that he could play it pretty well out there, right? So he comes up and all of a better sudden... Than,
1: maybe a little better than Cal Mitchell, sadly. Right.
0: But, you know, all of a sudden, you, you now you've created a logjam, and now we bring up Swaggerty. And here's Swaggerty sitting there behind this new logjam. Because now there's four real ones, so screw Tukapita. He's going back to second base. Fine, he plays well there anyway. Right. But then you bring up Kanan Smith and Jigba. And and not only do you send Swaggerty back, you sit Kanan. <laughs> like, why did he come up here? Yeah. I, I am so floored. And, and there's no rhyme or reason to their usage. They're all left-handed. All of them are left-handed. So it just doesn't matter, like really, who you put in right now. You're taking a stab that one of them's good right now. Cal Mitchell's been okay. <laughs> Jake Jack's been good, hitting home yeah. runs, striking out a lot recently. Canaan's pretty. Looks like he's going to be pretty
1: consistent. It's all, yeah. I mean, so you've got that. But then they've stuck with Jack through thick and thin, which is great. I mean, you know. Yeah, and the one who didn't get a shot,
0: and I think it's why it bothers you, the one who didn't get a shot was Swaggerty.
1: Yeah.
0: Everybody else. I mean, actually, you could make an argument about uh, Yeri De Los Santos. He got called up like, what a – it feels like a month ago at this point, but it was probably like like three weeks. I think he's pitched two or three times.
1: Uh, Yeah. I I mean, and
0: he's done well so we're running guys like um you know i guess you you have to at some point use Bonda is the only lefty you have but we're running guys like that out there in leverage situations when Jerry De Los santos has done that in the minors that's what you called him up here for use him.
1: i i i forget who i got into a conversation with the other day um very much so. You would think like there's there there are situations where they actually can use him in those similar same situations that he's been used to pitching in in the minors, and they should be looking to use him in those situations. But they they but they avoid it. Yeah. so
0: I, I don't know. Super weird, man. Regardless, I think that's six
1: pretty good things that they've done that have. Earned well, hold us on. So I, got, far. I got another one. You, you you you. We've only got five. Well, how about it? Yeah, let me get this one in because I think it's, uh, for me, uh, the most confusing thing is um, the mixed messaging on wins and losses and um, how they seemingly go for (laughs) weeks at a time with kind of throwing caution to the wind and then and it's then the I'll, World Series. for. And then you know. it's the World Series, and David Bednar better get lubed up because yeah, yeah. He's, got, he's got to throw a 1,000 pitches. And I just – Gary, does it make sense to you? I, 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 I It makes sense I, to
0: me why you would, as a manager that has to sit there in that clubhouse, why you would make the guys in that clubhouse feel that it was important to stop this losing streak. And go all out to stop that losing streak. I don't know why that same urgency wasn't there two days earlier. Because a seven-game losing streak sucks just as bad (laughs) as nine. So, I can't understand for the life of me. By the way, dude, this brings up an interesting thing about David Bednar. The Pirates have won 25 games. Uh How many of them do you think... David Bednar didn't appear in.
1: Oh, jeez. I don't I was, know. Maybe, I was, maybe. Here,
0: I was sitting here last night watching this game unfold, and I and I was like, "My God, I wonder if they would have won without David Bednar."
1: I'll say ten. <laughs> what is it? Seven. seven. Oh man, I was gonna say seven. They okay. won seven games in which
0: David Bednar did not pitch for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, dude, that's striking. Okay, and <laughs> listen, uh, I get, I uh, like, I get that side of it, but there's just a flippant <laughs> attitude sometimes toward other that games way. that are winnable, and then they are putting, you know, uh, the Fletchers or the Bondas of the world in. I think what's weird is,
0: is for instance, like you have a doubleheader the other day. When you have a doubleheader in hundred degree weather, right? It's hard to play the same lineup two games, you know, back to back. It's hard to play all your stars, it's hard to do that stuff for eighteen innings in weather Mm -hmm. like that. Okay. Brutal. So it's not as though anybody looks at that and goes like, Oh, okay, I understand for once why Yu Chang started today. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Okay. You look at that, and, you're, and and then on top of it, he hits home run, So, okay.
1: A couple but hits, I think. What, I think what
0: frustrates me when I'm watching these doubleheaders, that's an opportunity for a team like this to steal a win when the other team is going to sit some of their best players, you know? Yeah. Two things about that. One, St. Louis don't play that game. St. Louis is going to play their stars no matter what. Yadier Molina is, er, Molina is the only one that's going to sit. Because of his knees. That's it. Everyone else is going to a thousand-year-old
1: catcher. Yeah,
0: you're going to get back-to-back games of Goldie. You're going to get back-to-back games of Arenado. You're going to get back-to-back games of anybody else they think is hot in the lineup. And, Mm -hmm. you know, come hell what what may. The Pirates don't do that. (laughs) And sometimes I think that's where you push some chips in. Don't put it all on David Bednar. Make these guys play 18 innings. They're kids. You know, like, you go and try to steal that free win when the other team rests guys, you know, if you can. You don't play a Sunday lineup in the second game.
1: But they don't do that. so that, that, that's No, but what that, makes... you're right, mixed messages, right? <laughs> so it makes it so interesting. And then, like, yeah, I've got a poll out there going, so we'll talk about that. Maybe maybe we'll talk about it. Uh, well, we'll definitely talk about whether it makes it on the air or not, but with uh, Bednar and his usage. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just curious to me. Like I just want it to make sense. And, um, as I sit back and watch it and I try to play out like all these different scenarios, uh, I'm just not like you said, seven games, nine games, 10 games, three games. What is it? The Dodgers that you've got to beat uh, this, no. you know, like it's so arbitrary, Gary. The funniest I,
0: thing, man, it just, it feels like, um, I mean, I don't know. Your kid's probably not old enough yet. Have you watched Harry Potter? Have you watched the whole series?
1: He's not a Harry Potter dude yet. Okay, no. so if
0: he if he is, you'll see what I'm talking about at some point. You get towards the end, Voldemort's taking him over, and he's, like, fighting for his soul with Voldemort,
1: right? Okay.
0: I feel like that's Derek Shelton sometimes. I feel like he's sitting in the dugout. And he, he's doing what the company has wants him to do, and the company has him completely possessed. And then at times he's just like, No <laughs> bedmark <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> I wanna be I wanna be a real manager and I wanna win a game. <laughs> I
0: wanna win
1: <laughs> You know, like
0: and I think he just like he takes over and just goes goes and does something completely out of character. Yeah. And you know, who knows? Because I wish the real Derek Shelton would stand up. We've been evaluating players for three years now under him. And at some point, and I know a lot of you, you know, decided to do this about six weeks in, but (laughs) at some point you have to turn that evaluation eye to the coaching because to me there could be nothing more dangerous to this entire effort besides ultimately – moment of truth with nutting in his wallet then getting all these kids up here and then finding out your coaches can't coach so i'd like to see them address that soon there should be some accountability at some point once he gets enough pieces up here and that has to be next year
1: yeah I, i was just gonna say is it's premature what 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 I started to see on social media is um, that they're not. I mean, they're not firing the guy. Like, there's nothing going on right now that he has done that. He he's done. He's doing what they're asking him to do. Eventually, that won't be good enough. But it's not right now. And I got to tell you, what kind of manager would take that position next if they just uh, watched this? and then they they jettison him and fire him at the point I just don't know who you'd get to come in and buy into it
0: could we not have said the same thing about Jim Tracy and Clint Hurdle
1: mhm
0: right i mean like i think i think at the end of the day if you want to go way back on things i think they did wrong i think maybe an established manager might have been a better bet and i don't mean established like you know you had to pull the mummy cloth off of him like the La Russa. <laughs> but somebody that's done this before. Um, I think yeah, would have maybe, a, good maybe idea. a little bit. Yeah. Somebody that, you know, he knows he's gonna lose maybe, but it's okay because, you know, he's just getting a paycheck. He's done this before. Davy Johnson type. You know, somebody like that that you don't you don't think he's the World Series manager, but he's gonna teach these kids how to play.
1: Right. You know,
0: it's, I don't. I don't know that I believe in that yet.
1: You so. you, you don't necessarily want um, a manager making a bunch of uh, green mistakes along with everybody else. Um, so the, maybe there's a little bit of hindsight there, but I just think that people are talking about it now, and it's a complete waste of time. He's not going anywhere.
0: Yeah, it's a complete waste of time, I guess. But I. <sighs> I kind of like to start taking looks at it myself because it's worth it to me. You know, um, do I get mad that he pinch hits the wrong guys? No, because I don't think he has the right guys. Uh Do I get mad that he puts the wrong reliever in? No, because I don't think he has the right relievers. You know, do I get irritated that he can't put a lineup together and be consistent with it? Yeah, I have. And you know what I'm not irritated with lately? The lineups because he's kept Tukapita Martano, but I can't say his name right now. Tukapita That's Martano. That's okay. No one, Nobody in Pittsburgh can anyway. In in the leadoff spot, he's kept Brian Reynolds at two. He's put Hayes at four. And then come Hell Whitman after that. But at least he's doing, as he finds people that are doing well in spots, he's putting them there, and he's sticking them there, and he's leaving them there. And, I'm okay with that if that's his methodology moving forward. Like he just needs the question answered first. Okay, fine. Then I understand all your experimentation. Yeah. And I I think that's what we're starting to see now. So, you know, I can allow him to grow on me. And he makes some good decisions. I just overall don't like, I guess, are you an analytics guy or are you a gut guy? Which one are you? You know, are you an sure. evaluator or are you trying to win a baseball game? I think at this point, you should be trying to win a baseball game. I think the players, especially all these young players, are probably vocally demanding that you let them win.
1: Well, that should be increasing. <laughs> it should, yeah, and it should be increasing over time. Yeah. Um, so I think that brings it back to just, you know, just to put a bow on it, which is hey, if you want to start winning some ball games, okay well then I'll sit back and I won't question it as much when you, you do want to go to a bednar a little bit more often but don't turn around and tell me for a whole week that it didn't matter let's 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 see those actions a little bit more with a little bit more of the decisions and the players that you're choosing to go to in situations right so
0: Jim long episode we, we haven't gone over in a minute but I really truly believe that people are gonna be listening to this on Oneo Cruise Day, so I figured uh Oh let's yeah. make sure we cover it well and then the other stuff, man, just kinda of got lost from. But <laughs> <laughs> how do people get a hold of you, brother?
1: Yeah, so it's um for the city underscore four one two on Twitter and you know me, it's all Pittsburgh all the time. Steelers, Pirates, Pitt and Penguins and um uh, a little mea culpa to every all these young pirate fans out there. You know what? You've had it rough too. It's not just uh, the old guys that have had it rough. I don't want to. I don't want to. Um. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So. Yes,
0: and plus, it's mostly people our age's fault for raising them the way they have. <laughs> yeah, that's <So>. true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is our fault.
0: That being said, Josh and Noah. No. Uh. <laughs> hey uh thanks for letting me be your dad and I'm really excited that uh you know we're gonna we're gonna get together this weekend it's gonna be a lot of fun so and Jim to you honestly happy father's Day man i know that thanks. uh i know that little boy is everything to you so it's great he to, really... it's great to see
1: he really is and uh we we get to uh, bounce each other's uh um uh, topics of our sons because they're so different in ages and yeah. uh it either it's either advice or memory lane and uh either way is cool and i'm gonna take ben to uh pirates game on father's day and uh that's our little our little tradition now there so happy, fa- happy father's Craig's day everybody too, so
0: oh cool yeah so uh hey everybody happy father's day and do follow the show rate us now you can rate us on spotify even they've added now so do that every time you do stuff like that it helps the show it helps us send us more call your shots we really really love those they really get us going today was a great topic for instance i really had a good time talking about that so uh, make sure you do that follow all the shows on on the podcast network they're all good and uh yeah, without further ado, here's the aforementioned bed. Let's get luck!